Hey everybody, welcome back to Forbidden Cinema. I'm Hello. Z- Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. We're we're just. <laughs> it's it's one of those days. I mean, we have the cat that's not normally eating sound dampening foam, but she's laying around sound dampening foam, and so who knows what's happening? Why don't you just lay there and be a good girl and dampen sound for us? She's good at that. I mean, we just finished dinner. I just like randomly punched a wine glass out of your hand <laughs> in the dark while you were setting things on the table. Um, it's been we wild. Took it- almost an entire day off together yeah a little bit of caviar a little bit of champagne and it's been crazy some locally sourced mushroom uh, risotto and apparently we cannot handle all those things <laughs> it was just too much it was just too much all right so we completely cut my original intro from our last podcast so we're leaving this one in no matter what happens <laughs> <laughs> so hello uh, forbidden cinema i'm zach Jenny. This week we are going deeper, answering the questions that no one thought to ask about the movie from 1990, Ghost. Come on, Patrick Swayze, to me more. It's hot. What else? It's hot, it's scary, it's spooky, it's funny, it's it's all the things. I just had this weird thought watching this movie, like thinking back about it. They're, they're going to see Macbeth. Right. Like, is this basically Macbeth? Ooh, it kind of is. Well, I got an interview with the director, Terry Zucker. And he's like, like yeah, I was sort of like reading Shakespeare, reading Macbeth, reading um, What's My Bobber, uh, uh, Hamlet, and thinking like, oh, yeah, this is kind of just a Shakespeare story. It really is. Yeah, betrayal and a ghost. And yeah, it really is. Um, Lady Macbeth didn't do anything, though. No, that's true. That's true. Yeah, she really was yeah, pretty Yeah, to be more famous. is like, was not like insane and murdering people everywhere she was not part of this situation it is a weird like because that then if you really want to break it down oh boy (laughs) then that partners demi Moore, like because she's the only female lead really so she's lady Macbeth. and you kind of said you thought she and dude were in on it together to get his insurance money no well i mean like that could have been part of the story but i don't think that it was car that makes carl Macbeth, and so does that make um you know isn't is it i'm trying to think of the ghost is the ghost is duncan, duncan banquo, banquo. Yeah, there's a bunch of ghosts i don't know there's <laughs> there's names there's a there's a real like i think shoehorned in like prophecy about like no like, man of woman born exactly because i was like ripped i basically was like a c-section like it was like i was ripped from my mother's womb so i was not born of woman like no that's not really true i mean i had an employee had a c section last week i don't think of her baby girl as being like ripped from her mother's womb it was like and not well that's the, the explanation the prophecy says like not born of woman is like um no i think she would claim it <laughs> i think she would absolutely say that bitch is mine. I think so. technically, if you look at like the Greek etymology of the word born, uh, Jason Bourne, um, your sorry, Jason Bourne stunt spectacular. <laughs> the most disastrous uh, stunt show we've ever seen at uh, anywhere, really. And I was the one that really pushed for us to go see it, and it. Well, I mean, it was we were at Universal Studios. It was cold. We were drinking. It was it forty like degrees right and raining at Universal Studios. It's not supposed it, to be forty degrees in they Florida. They just kept having to like restart, and someone kept coming out and say, "Hey, by the way, let me tell you about this sun show." This seems like a real weird segue in the middle of a, <laughs> literally a statement you were just saying. 
Okay, I don't have anything. Um, so any any final thoughts before I dig into my research? No, I could I could see that this was Shakespeare inspired and adjacent. It definitely feels. It is not. It is not a representation of Macbeth by any stretch. No, but that gets too complicated. So this movie is directed by Terry Zucker, and I know that name, the Zucker Brothers. Right. They are a thing. Terry Zucker directed Airplane. Weird. And he was one of the founders of the Kentucky Fried Theater. Like an improv theater. They made the Kentucky Fried movie. Uh, They did the Naked Gun. Okay. Police Squad. It's a real different vibe. (laughs) Yeah. I think his brother, like the other Zucker, directed Naked Gun. And after Airplane, he directed Top Secret. Have you ever seen that? No. It's Val Kilmer and Omar Sharif, like a rock singer, like goes undercover in East Germany to free a prisoner. That sounds like a blast. Like East Germany? That's a thing? That sounds like a real blast. And then, I'm guessing that Val Kilmer's a rock star, not Omar yes. Sharif. <laughs> oh, man. Like, switch those. Switch those. Omar Sharif is like the young, hip rock and roll singer, and Val Kilmer is like the aging spy. Right. <laughs> I'm listening. Okay, okay. I don't think Omar Sharif is with us, and I don't think Val Kilmer will be for long. But No, but he's doing some amazing art. He is, very Follow much Follow him so. on Instagram. It's kind of cool. Uh, the next did Ruthless People. Have you ever seen that? I have not seen this, no. but I remember the trailer vividly. I don't have any recollection of this at all. So um, Judge Reinhold and his wife, uh, Danny DeVito, is kind of crooked finance guy okay. and takes them for a little, kind of Bertie Madoff's them, takes all their money. Got it. And so they kidnap his wife and hold her for ransom, Bette Midler. And he's like, single, baby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, 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 she's your problem now. Got it. Oh, that's, that's, <laughs> she's that's kind, kind of a, a monster. A funny plot. It's a pretty good idea. <laughs> I like it. So he takes four years off after that and then does Ghost. Just kind of a reinvent, sounds like. And we'll talk about it in a little bit, but Ghost is a hit. Do you know how much of a hit Ghost is? No. We'll get there. I mean, I would assume so. It has all the right things. I blew my flipping little mind when I realized how much of a hit Ghost was. Cool. Takes five years off. Does First Night. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, so friend of the podcast, Richard Gere as <laughs> Sir Lancelot. Um, I wasn't a fan of that. I, I have some really strong, deep-rooted, like, teenage, preteen feelings about Arthur and Lancelot, and I, Richard Gere did not fit into that. I felt real, like... Sa- it felt like felt like a sacrilege, and I felt very high horse about like I'm sorry, he's not even attempting an accent. He sounds ridiculous. I this was what maybe ninety five, and right. I was starting to realize that I was watching bad movies at that point. You know, when was do you remember the first bad movie you watched? I don't. I don't know. I feel like the first time I saw a movie that was bad that I realized was bad was House Guest with. Is that um, Steve Martin and maybe uh, Goldie Hawn? I think that's right. Yeah, I feel like that was the first time I realized, like, I'm watching a bad movie. Like, it's not that I don't get it. This is just trash. And so that was maybe 92-ish. Okay. So we're we're getting there. Before that, I just if I watched a bad movie, either I loved it or I was like, there must be something here I'm not getting. That's cute. There was something I wasn't getting in, like, Roger Rabbit, but I didn't dislike it. Beetlejuice, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, I got first night first 
like that Friday when it was released at the video store. Well, it would have been released on videos were released on Tuesday, but you know that's that's, <laughs> that's some nuanced nerd shit. But yeah, I was really happy that it was still in stock at the video store because this was even pre Blockbuster days. My parents we wouldn't pay the three fifty for Blockbuster. We're going to the video trader like, or whatever like for like a dollar ninety nine. DJ's video in tan. <laughs> and I just remember watching first night and thinking, this is garbage. <laughs> oh, I do know. Okay, talk to me about it. Before sunrise. Really? Yes. How when when did you see that? We rented it like very soon after it was in the theater. Really? Yeah. Like a family? No. Affair? Like me and my friend Sarah. Okay. Like we had wanted to watch it. We we got it rented for like a sleepover because this the the trailer looked so oh, delightful. Oh, so you had a girl that could rent R-rated movies on sleepovers? I ca- her parents rented it, I okay. guess. They were fine with it. They didn't care. I I don't even remember that it was R-rated. We were so young that it wouldn't there was no reason we would have even seen it if it was PG-13. <laughs> I think we were like in 8th grade. Um, but I remember being in her house and us watching it and just being like, "Wait, what? This is it? What?" I mean, I'm willing to give it another chance as an adult. Maybe I would see it a little bit differently. But I it just like- looked so delightful as a trailer. And it was so disappointing that at the end when they were like, we'll meet each other again in like six months. We were like, no. <laughs> There's two more of those movies. I know. And I think they- they're kind of considered one of the better uh, film trilogies. I know. Uh, that's what people say. and it A just- drama trilogy? It just, How often is, is that's there? That's true. That's there's really not many drama like trilogies. Sci-fi, fantasy, and horror and action. I mean, and I feel like the last one is kind of like you know them as like adults, adults, adults with like children, and you know, kind of like this is forty but not fun. <laughs> um, is the the vibe I get like without uh, Leslie? What's her face? <laughs> wanting some fucking french toast <laughs> oh man we haven't seen this is 40 either and we should now that we're this is 40 this is 40 <laughs> but you know i don't know maybe altogether as a sweet um it would be like a, a a nice like falling in love in middle of love and like finding the, the depth of their love again uh now that we're adults but i was it was a big disappointment for me. <laughs> it was like what are we watching no. i feel like for me great expectations i could see that the, the i didn't see it but Ethan the trailer and, we've we've talked about this too the trailer was so sexy oh, the trailer's fantastic so sexy and the movie's just sort of great, great expectations, expectations. <laughs> you know? i mean it is advertised as such it, it <laughs> technically. is technically <laughs> you know mrs habersham and all there's there's less convict and more just she's rude to him and he loves her anyway i don't know there's yeah there's less like lingering over water fountains there's no like vittles in a file <laughs> oh man we're like dickens geeking out here <laughs> so six years after first night he does rat race have you oh. seen that did we watch that together? No. What did we watch together that's like that? Like, there's people going through an airport. There's... Oh, you're thinking of Big Trouble. Yes, I am. Big Trouble is a Dave Barry novel. Like, the Dave guy from from TV in the 80s. Like, Night Court? That's Harry something. Yeah. I think it's all connected somehow. Oh, is it? Is it? I think somehow. Yeah, that's a somehow. Dave Barry novel. He died very young. I remember and, reading Dave Barry's stuff. He had a column, I think. Okay. Yeah. And that movie was supposed to come out 
uh, the same week as POD's satellite. <laughs> it was a time. Well, it was the week of 9-11. Oh, okay. And that movie was supposed to come out. And there's a scene at the end of that movie yes. where they're sneaking guns and a nuclear bomb through airport security. Right, And right. they just realized... Maybe this isn't the best movie to come out. Like the airport security guard is so bored and so not paying attention as they sneak a nuclear bomb through and they say it's a espresso machine. Yeah, not the right tone. Tom Sizemore and uh, Johnny Knoxville. Yes. The... Yeah, we watched that together. That's that is a great movie. <laughs> it's funny. It's very like funny. A hallucinogenic toad that makes people hallucinate Martha Stewart. <laughs> and Martha Stewart is in the movie. Martha Stewart's a good sport. She is. I mean, no matter what, Martha Stewart is a good sport. But no, Rat Race is like, it's a mad, 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 mad world. We, I watched the actual, it's a mad, mad, mm. mad, 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 mad world a lot. I don't actually know if that's the right amount of mads. It's a lot of mads. I feel like it's eight, maybe. I feel like I like knew that. We, I watched that as a kid a lot. It's weird. But it, this one's got Seth Green. Like, like Jimmy Durante is like the guy who hit all the stuff. It, uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's got Seth Green. It's got Mr. Bean. It's got... Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bryn... Does it have Bernie... Uh, Bernie Mac? It might have Bernie Mac. Yes, it has... I, I want to say it has a uh, dude from Clueless and from... Uh, the Road Trip and Breckin Meyer. Okay. Du jour. But <laughs> yes. it definitely has Amy Smart as scorned lover, like flying in an attack helicopter <laughs> trying to murder nice. whoever hers. I don't, it might not be Breck and Meyer, but. That would be the right time for Breck and Meyer. It would be. It yeah. would be. It's got uh, John Lovitz. Nice. But the big climax of it is they're kind of like all of their hearts are growing three sizes and they're donating the money to charity. Yeah. But Seth Green doesn't want to. Of course and he doesn't. His brother in this has just had a lot of a piercing that hasn't gone well. And so we can't understand a word that he said. <laughs> <laughs> and the big like Kevin Costner speech at the end. Like, Mama fucking down, left from heaven. So he's like like the water boy's dad. Very much so. Got yeah. It. And he, he gives the big emotional speech at the end. That movie was not well reviewed, but I watched it in a company. We were just discovering hard cider, and a we had a blast. I think we watched it and the vampire or the uh, Queen of the Damned on the same night. Oh, that's a good and time. We had a good time. I mean, it sounds like it. Yes. So the writer of this movie, Bruce Joel Rubin, he was a uh, classmate of Scorsese and De Palma. His first movie was Brainstorm. I have no idea I'm not if this movie now. makes me a little bummed. Natalie Wood and Christopher Walken star in the movie. Oh, oh, well then that's right before that's, her death. Yeah, that's why they were together. Yes, that's why that he was hanging out with them. Uh huh. Oh wow. Yeah, his next major movies same year: Ghost and Jacob's Ladder. Ah. Uh. <laughs> So it could be a Jacob's Ladder scenario. It is a Jacob's Ladder scenario. <laughs> he has been dead the whole time. <laughs> Next major. He says like a few things in here that I've not heard of. Next major movie, Deep Impact. Okay. I saw that. I did not see Armageddon at the, at the box office. I saw Armageddon. I rented it maybe two weeks after it came out. But Deep Impact, I was there on a Sunday night after church with a girl. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw Armageddon twice with two different guys. <laughs> I like, 
Our, I I uh, Aerosmith cheated. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Was Deep Impact Elijah Wood? I don't know. There were too many collision movies <laughs> and then, then flood movies. I don't know. I would have told you Deep Impact was Keanu Reeves, but mm, I think that's I think it's a, Elijah Wood. I think is, it's a different one. Is the faculty on our list? Um, I don't know if it is, but it should be. It should be. Yeah. It definitely should be. His next major movie? Stuart Little 2. Aw, totes adorbs. <laughs> my mother. Uh, I miss my mom. She loved Stuart Little. <laughs> it's adorable. Like For years after that movie came out, she would just talk about like, when he's brushing his teeth and then gargling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she would have loved Paddington. I don't think... Oh, my goodness. She would have loved Paddington, too. Yes. Yes. And Zelensky. And have we talked about that on this podcast. What? Like Vladimir Zelensky, the president of the Ukraine... Is the voice of Paddington? No, we. I don't think we have, but I think I, I did know that. You did that? Yes. Okay. Yeah, in he's, any sort of Ukrainian or Russian-speaking areas, he's the voice of Paddington. I love it. <laughs> he he's a. I mean, his claim to fame was an internet video where he was like walking out, completely nude, covered in a towel, and put the towel like in front of the piano and sort of and played the piano. He's a Renaissance man. <laughs> His last major movie that I could tell is The Time Traveler's Wife. Zelensky? No. Oh. <laughs> uh, the writer of this film. Got it. Okay. Which I have not seen. I've been assured it's kind of a mess of a film with some great ideas. And there's a is there a TV show now? I think there is a TV show now. Yeah. I've I've seen a couple of clips of stuff like on Facebook. But yeah, it seems really complicated. Because it's like, it seems real bullshit because she's got to keep track of everything. You just want to watch The Lake House again. I know where I stand with The Lake House. (laughs) You're like, a time traveler's wife, I get it, but let's just watch The Lake House. We're talking about two years. That's it. (laughs) Two concrete years. It's stupid that they can't, like, identify themselves and meet in a two-year period. But I understand. Life gets busy. Like, you're like, shit, I, two years just went by. <laughs> like, you know, like, you're, like, doing your thing. da 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 When I tell you what the biggest movie of 2020 is, you're going to freak. Like, two years is nothing. <laughs> but but still, like, Time Traveler's Wife, it's just, like, it's, like, the lake house meets Quantum Leap. It's the same people. A little bit, But, like, yeah. like boom, boom, boom. You're Meets- pregnant. I don't know you. We just met. We're 80. Blah, 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 Did you ever have blah. to read Slaughterhouse-Five? Yeah. Oh, man. I wanted to like that. I thought same. I would be smart and like, and I didn't. Same. Yeah. I, I was not. A, uh, that's Vonnegut, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm not a Vonnegut fan. All right. So moving on to other people in this. Swayze, you, you were trying to figure out his accent. You yeah. said it's Southern, but he's trying to hide it. Yeah. I said the American Southwest. I said I thought he was from Texas. He is Texan. Called it. <laughs> He's got a drawl, but it's like not as slow yeah, as get- what, what we see sometimes here in a little more Southern. And we talked about like his blockbuster after blockbuster after blockbuster after blockbuster. He's just going. I mean, 87, I think, is uh, Time of Your Life. Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. Yeah. And then what, 89 is Roadhouse. 90 is this point break in 91 he quit drinking in 91 and decided like i want to do more interesting movies and i'm not really like i'm rich and cool is married. that what he did to on foo exactly and just started doing rando indie things and taking a couple years off and Donnie living on darko his ranch Donnie and... darko yeah he just sort of decided like oh like i don't actually need many more millions i can just do my thing that's cool i, I, I read something the other day 
talking about too long food. And he's just kind of like, I don't want people to like put me in a box. So like, okay, cool. Also read an interview with him when he was saying that like, I don't know if smoking six packs of cigarettes a day has had anything to do with my cancer diagnosis. <sighs> but like, he's like, if it gets to a point where I think I have more than five minutes to live, I'll give it up. That was a horrifying thought. Oh, no. That's devastating. He didn't sound like he smoked six packs of cigarettes a day. No, no. His cancer diagnosis was broken by the National Enquirer. That's weird. Remember that couple of years, like John Kerry or John Edwards? Whatever. One of the, one of the Johns. The John that was, like, fucking everybody. Edwards. Edwards. Nobody wanted to fuck John Kerry. <laughs> I didn't like the National Enquirer win like the Pulitzer Prize a couple they years might ago. Might have been. It's ridiculous. It was about the same time as this. Y'all, our priorities were real out of check. But he did say in his last recorded interview that I've had more lifetimes than any ten people put together, and it's been an amazing ride. That's beautiful. Yeah, but I guess he was. Yeah, from the, that breaking to his death was about. 16 months or so and i think he was he was very candid when that story broke that you know the average survival if, if we're going by the odds i'm a dead man in two years that's a uh, it's tough it's really tough and hey cheers like to my dude cheers to my best friend's mom who is 14 years post-diagnosis 16 years post-diagnosis yeah it's crazy and uh, i think she's going through it again but uh but yeah cheers to miss bonnie cheers We've already done movies released around this time. Yeah. Yeah, we, we've kind of bebopped all around it. Well, because four weeks before, this is Dick Tracy. Right. Did, I don't know if I truly wrapped my brain around. Two weeks before this, between Dick Tracy and this, Ghost Dad. So Ghost Dad came out two weeks before Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't either. I mean, it's so weird because I feel like I saw Ghost like – uh, contem- contemporaneously is that the word I want but uh, Ghost Dad is a children's movie that I oh, watched as a child I and- saw it in the theater my grandfather like he really it's, I don't know what had to happen for my grandfather to take me and my sister and my cousin to the movies like because that was not part of what he did so I don't know <laughs> <laughs> like we we would have been vacationing in Florida and visiting them so I don't know what hell broke loose. So we're like, just go take them to the movies. I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember the circumstances, but he took us to go see Ghost Dad. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't remember much of Ghost Dad, but I remember one like vivid moment. And like Bill Cosby, I don't think you're convicted of anything right now. No, I don't think he is. But you can go to hell, sit on a coal and wait for me to tell you to stop. Yes. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. My grandfather took us to this and he made pancakes occasionally. <laughs> I mean, he was he was a fun dude. He, He's a griddle man. He was a griddle man. He had a griddle. He made you pancakes. know I love a griddle. He, yeah, he told I lots, just bought two more griddles. Lots of stories of his time uh, fighting in the Pacific Theater and his time as a Western Union messenger in the 1940s Hollywood. He sounds like such an interesting character. I mean... And hey, I mean, cheer! You're we're talking about your family right now, you know. Cheers to uh, to him. I mean, he's part of cinema history. 
Yeah, it kind of is. And a little cheers out to uh, Robert Frischman. Yes. If you don't know who he is, prisoner of war, early Vietnam. We, we lost him this this last week. Uh, yeah, Google family him. Member there's, of a our, lot, he's there's a lot to find. Kind of a freaking hero, kind of a broken man, and it's it's complicated, but... Uh, not to... Not to take it out, but is he maybe an anti-hero? A little bit, yes. I mean, he might be part of the problem. He was. <laughs> <laughs> he was. I loved him. It was complicated. Um, but yeah, Google him. There's a lot to find. There's a lot of really interesting things. There's an episode of Drunk History. <laughs> yes, there's a lot. Um, but yeah, he was also, for better or worse, part of my family. And we loved him. And we're sad he's gone. Yes, yes. Uh, so moving slightly horizontally from that, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, eighty thousand dollars in 1990. Mm. Okay, so I actually did side goog this, and it's disappointing. Well, I was a little disappointed in it, so I went a little bit farther. Okay. So if you had taken that money and cashed it out. Mm-hmm. One year ago today, it would have been Mm $175,008.32, which would have bought you 3.02 Bitcoins. Okay. That much in Bitcoin today would be worth $50,394. Even sadder. (laughs) That's what Patrick Swayze's life was worth. Can we stop for a second? 3.02 Bitcoins. You talk about William Afterton, the bad guy in Ghostbusters, and little kids coming and kicking him in the shins later on. Who slapped the shit out of this dude? I don't, I don't remember the actor's name now, all of a sudden. We, it's Tarzan, right? Yeah, we, to, we Tony Goldwyn. Yeah, Tony Goldwyn. Like, who like came and slapped the shit out of Tony Goldwyn for selling and killing Patrick Swayze for $80,000? Did Tarzan have any songs? Um. Yeah. I mean, it had, like, You'll Be In My Heart, but... Yeah, I feel like there was another one. Did he sing? I don't know. I probably should have looked that up. I, that's the thing I do. It is the thing you do. I, I mean... But I don't you know. doing that thing you do. Sorry. <laughs> but we just talked about how, like, we were, like, talking about him, and we were watching Friends, because we're con- Friends is constantly on the background, and the Tate Donovan stuff was on, so we're watching Hercules and Tarzan back-to-back. Yeah. I'm always freaked out by the way that... Uh, Rachel's like, Joshua. It's <laughs> weird. Not a fan. Yeah, Tate Donovan, he's a beautiful man. I don't know if I would say Hercules, though. He voiced Hercules. Yes, yes. Good point. I mean, yeah. I feel like we really kind of got away. Like He right- voiced Hercules better than Arnold Schwarzenegger voiced Hercules. <laughs> True. I think you can actually get Hercules in New York now with Arnold with speaking. With Arnold speaking. Because he was dubbed because he was so terrible. Yeah. Herc, Herc. <laughs> hey, hike. <laughs> Pretzy. Oh, Pretzy. Pretzy, the turtle incarnate. <laughs> so this movie cost $22 million to make. Okay. It made $505 million at the box office. Number one movie of 1990. That's amazing. Third biggest movie opening in history. Love it. It's a great movie. Third biggest Box office history. I had no idea this movie was that big. Are they Any guesses on what beat it? Oh, the other two, like in history. Yes. Fuck. I mean, in history, no. I don't have any guesses. We're not adjusting for inflation. Just raw numbers here. 
I mean, it seems like some sort of Star Wars, maybe. The first one. The first one. And this beat Empire and Return of the Jedi. Well, no, I would expect that because Empire, especially like Empire and Return of the Jedi, like that's still like, it, that's still niche. I'm thinking later, like people thinking a Star Wars movie is going to be good and it's not. Um, I don't know. E.T. Look. is the only other movie that beat this. Okay. Okay. I can see that. I just, I have this pulled up here. So, I mean, this movie, it's wild. I mean. This movie. This beat. is an era of movie for adults. Adults were going to the movies. They were leaving their children with unqualified babysitters, and they were going to the movies. And this movie had to. This have movie been, beat all three Indiana Jones. It's. It looks fucking sexy. Your wife wants to go to this movie too. It has Patrick Swayze. Like it's. It's really. This is a movie driven by women, probably. It is sexy. Like it's, you know, it's got Patrick Swayze. It's, but then also, hey, but it's a murder mystery or it's a, it's a thriller. It's something, something else is going on. Like this is a movie that's, this is an example of like what women can do when they want to go to the movies. Y'all <laughs> stop gearing your movies towards 18 to 35 year old men. Women make some money. I mean, remember when we talked about Back to the Future being a disappointment year? In eighty five, right. there was it only made on. like four hundred million, and this movie made five oh five. In eighty seven, Fatal Attraction made three twenty. Eighty six, Top Gun made three fifty. Eighty eight, Rain Man made three fifty. Indiana Jones, first big blockbuster movie since Return of the Jedi, makes four seventy, and then this makes five hundred million. Women, that's the difference. Look at it. Look at those other movies. Those are not movies that are traditionally going to be marketed towards women or women think they're going to be interested in seeing. This is a movie that women are interested in seeing. Women spend money and they control. The woman is the neck and she can turn the head any way she wants. There's something happening this year, though, because this year, number two movie, Home Alone, makes 476. Children are starting to be that way, too. Pretty Woman makes 463. Women. women. Dances with Wolves, 424. Kevin Costner, women. <laughs> Total Recall, 261. I left that in there because Total Recall is on this podcast at some point. I mean, it's 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 bold. But Kevin Costner at that point was definitely a draw to women. People wanted to see, even though there was a, you know, a crazy wild movie. And children start, I would say, probably right at this point. And Home Alone probably drove this. We can do some sort of crazy dive on this. But I would say that probably Home Alone began a lot of movies being geared towards children hmm. and marketed towards children. I gotcha. And that being probably the mo the biggest driver towards movies, you know, as we speak. Um, so I would say, yeah, the movie industry is in marketing to the wrong people for the long but fucking time. But something happens in 1990 because 1991 Terminator 2 Judgment Day beats this and Star Wars. So Judgment Day, that's two. That's part two, yes. Part two, I mean... It's a great movie. It's it, a big, is a it was a culturally relevant thing. It was a great movie. I Next mean, I year, think... Aladdin goes just short. 1993, Jurassic Park. First movie to cross a billion dollars. And that Jurassic Park is a family movie. And people are probably looking for a movie. Like, it, we're moving out of the era of adult-made movies. Right, Jurassic Park is, is my movie. 
Oh, I mean, it's... I it was ma- 13 when it came out. Yeah. I mean, I still cry when I hear the theme. Like, watching any of the movies going forward, like, it's emotional. Incredibly emotional. Like, the next year, Lion King makes 900 million. Yes. You know, next year is Toy Story and Die Hard with a Vengeance. Not uh, kind of an off year. Next year, Independence Day is 800 million. Next year, Titanic, 2 billion. Women. <laughs> like, just... Next year, Armageddon beats it. Next year, Women. Star Wars is a is a billion. Oh, you can say all you want. Armageddon's a disaster movie. It's a woman movie. Right. The way they 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 marketed that movie, it was a love story. But the next year, Mission Impossible Two is the biggest movie, five hundred and fifty million. Then we just have Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Pirates of the Caribbean, Batman, Toy Story, and the Avengers. Pretty much cover the next twenty years. Right. 2020. You have any idea what the biggest film of 2020 is? I don't even remember what movies I could say. What movies came? It's out it's a weird year. It's a fucking weird year. Demon Slayer Mugen Train. <laughs> that seems right. It seems like the kind of year that you you could have rented movie theaters and made your own movie b- box office. I guess it came. It's an animated film. It's a sequel to a anime show. It came out in Japan at a time where COVID was kind of not really a thing in Japan, and it made so this is worldwide. It made a shitload of money. All right, good, cool. good on them. Way to interrupt. But there's just all these like Harry Potter, Marvel, Batman, Demon Mugen trade. That's hilarious. I love it. I mean, that seems par for the course. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that. I think that that is an excellent like visualization when you make. A movie that is not just like it is marketed towards women enough, but there is enough of appeal for her to drag her bitch ass boyfriend. But movies were making the biggest movies were making 300 million. And then 1990 happened. This made 500 million. And then by 96, if you weren't making a billion dollars, you're a disappointment. That's wild. Plus, there's more movie theaters opening. This is there's there's a lot of factors. This is the end of like the four to eight theater this is this, there's a lot of factors but there have been a lot of women since dirty dancing who've been waiting for a moment did they not go to see roadhouse no i don't think they did i think they were like mm, that looks too crazy and violent i mean i don't know how exactly how it was marketed but it looked too violent probably. did saturday night live have anything to do with this it could it could have as well, but uh, I would say there were some ladies biding their time. <laughs> you can take that how you will. So this movie is a huge hit, one of the hugest hits of all time. I don't feel like it's ever I've seen it on a list of the hugest hits of all time. No, I don't think I have either. I mean, what Harrison Ford for a bunch of years was on in six of the ten top grossing films of all time, mm-hmm. but not this one. Can we just put Harrison Ford in like? Avengers 5 or whatever, just to get him back in one of them. I, I mean, he's busy just he's busy shrugging ru- out Indiana Jones. He's ruining Indiana Jones. I know. Re- I'm so sad. I mean, I didn't think the last one was awful, but I'm along for the ride. I, we'll see what happens. I think this one's like set in the 60s in New York. So Interesting. Yeah. I'm not sure if the hat plays. <laughs> but <laughs> So award season. This movie, won- we talked about Whoopi winning her Oscar. Yes. And also the Oscar for Best Screenplay. Oh, that's great. It's, it's really well made. It's really well paced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I can see that. I think the screenplay was a little darker, they said, originally. And they kind of they kind of added some comedy and lightened it up a little bit. Added some of the 
like I think the whole end of him, you know, having the the love you take is what you take with you or whatever, and <laughs> going to I think all that's kind of added in from the original screenplay. It works though. Yeah, uh, nominated for editing, score, and best picture. I had no idea this was nominated. I did for best not picture. know this was nominated for best picture. Golden Globes. Uh, Whoopi was she won. Awesome. Hey, Swayze and Demi get there. Because they considered a musical or comedy. Interesting, because I wouldn't have thought this is a musical or a comedy. This is, I would have thought this falls more into a drama. So would I, but I love the Golden Globes because they have musical comedy and right. drama. And, and I mean, and you can play, you can, I don't know how you submit your films. And if you go like, I think it'd be better, we might win a little bit more if we lean a little this direction. I could see how it could go that direction. You know, I'm way more likely to watch a musical or comedy than a drama. For real, yeah. Now we just need like the you know Saturn Award. It's actually won a bunch of Saturn Awards, which are are my Oscars, you know. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes, it's only seventy five percent fresh. Hmm. Okay. I can't imagine one out of four people watching this movie and thinking, nah. I can't either, but you never know what people think. But like one of the main negative reviews, like the snippet they chose was saying Whoopi Goldberg's tour de farce performance almost makes this movie worth revisiting. I mean, her tour de farce, if you want to call it that, is... Tour de farce is pretty great. It's a that's great... A good word. It's a great phrase. Um, uh, that sounds like a recommendation as far as I'm concerned. It is amazing. I mean, she really brings in it is strong in this movie. I would say that everyone is really bringing it, though. She's not the only reason to come see she this movie. Oprah Winfrey auditioned for this role. Ooh, that would not have been as fun. Not have been as fun. Yeah. Like, you get a ghost. You get a ghost. Everybody gets a ghost. I mean, Oprah was great in Color Purple. I've been assured. I haven't seen it, but it's on my list. And I also heard she was fantastic in Beloved. Yes. Which I haven't seen either. either. I've read Beloved, but I also feel like I have some sort of strange, like, don't remember one fucking thing about it. I'm going to revisit it. Two great American novels that I have not read that. You know, we've discussed kind of growing up as a child, like, these are not for you. And yes, but I, I I, I, read a lot of those. That was probably part of the difference in my magnet school program was gotcha. reading a lot of those. And they're all, I mean, I I, I really, like, um, Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry. Um, Would I like Invisible Man if I read it now? Maybe. If you, if you read it not thinking it is, <laughs> like, a... Uh, uh, um, well, if we discuss that in the podcast, a horror that, movie. No, I read the wrong Invisible Man. I read yes. the H.G. Wells version and then got to class the first day on summer reading and realized I was supposed to have read Invisible Man by uh, Emerson. Yeah, <laughs> like it's a totally or... different vibe. Yeah, no, it's not Emerson. I, it's not Emerson. But... So I had to read it overnight, and so we're like seven hundred pages of looking at light bulbs. Yeah, it's not the same thing. You probably would enjoy it more now. Um, there, yeah. Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry, Their Eyes Are Watching God, like Zora Neale Hurston, things I really, really loved. And I really would like to revisit. Beloved, I want to revisit as well because... It's I, a ghost story, right? It is a ghost story. And for some reason, I don't remember anything. I really... It, y'all, it, it seems the Facebook like an ads are telling me I might have ADHD. <laughs> and I'm wondering if I do. Like... <laughs> I've never considered it. I thought I was just busy. Um, and crazy but like maybe i do like everything's like do you do this yes do you do this yes oh my god like 
I might. So that, and every time I say like, I don't remember any of that, of that. Well, you like, can't get Adderall and Cranium online anymore. So. Sorry. But like, I mean, well, I just, th- th- this might be true. And this might answer a lot of questions I've had. I mean, so, sorry, not to be Dr. Zach for a moment, but I was really like looking into like, you know, these uh, stidogliptomimetics are really, 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 really effective at weight loss. I was like, huh. Like, I'm not diabetic, but I could pay $99 a month to some internet doctor to give them to me, and the company will basically pay for it. Yeah, the company kind of figured that out, and they've closed that. Yeah, you have have to have that diabetic diagnosis code for them to pay for it Dang it. Dang it, babe. I missed it. I missed it. We both missed it. I could have been so skinny. Felt. (laughs) Shit. I know. I know. So, uh. What else you got on Ghost? I'm I'm about to close the book on Ghost and just go into some print from the time. Unless you got something else you want to go over. Um, I think that's it. I mean, I think that like let's be let's be uh, succinct on print from the time. Just you know, I mean, fact of the podcast is how much this is the one of the biggest hits of the decade. That's. It's, I don't even know huge. how to process that. Yeah. And kind of the change in the new domestic box office. I think I want to touch on a little bit that. So yesterday, someone knocked on our door, which of course, like, no one ever knocks on our door. Like, we're like, what's that? And so we begrudgingly come downstairs and I open the door and some little lady, like, down the street's like, these got dropped off at my house, but they're yours. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Thank you. And there are a couple packages and one oh. is... Oh, this, one, was, this got dropped off somewhere else? Yeah. Oh, man. If she'd opened those up, that would have been weird. Yeah. Those are like our neighbors. She would have thought we were real freaks. Um, so one was... The copy of East of Eden that you ordered from exit a questionable or exit, yeah, ex, East of Eden is really well, whatever. But Exit to Eden by Anne Rice with Dan Aykroyd and Rosie O'Donnell and S and M, um, yeah, like a it's like like black blank box. It could be anything. <laughs> it, the DVD inside seems like it might actually be an X rental. It, it it doesn't look it doesn't have that purple. I think it might actually be a legit legal copy of this film. Well, we will see. But then it was also the se- like second box was a book that you ordered when um with, like last time we were talking about to me more, which was indecent proposal. So months and months and months and months and months ago, it is a. I just book assumed it wasn't coming. I just assumed it was of painted art, like people bodies painted. The cover is to me's birthday suit from. Vanity Fair. I said Vogue the last night. Uh, yeah, okay, Vanity, Vanity Fair, Fair. Yeah, yeah. So there's several. There's her. There's a series of her painted like a Barbie doll, which I've is, never seen before. No, it's crazy. We're gonna we gotta we gotta post. Some, yeah, we I will. don't know like, how many copyright whatever. We gotta I don't post know. I mean, we'll, like we'll 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 you know give credit where credit is due, but it's really interesting. So yeah, um, but yeah. So those just randomly dropped off of at our door yesterday by some little little old lady. Oh man, yeah, she'd open that up. She'd have thought, oh, these people are freaks. Yeah, and we are, but we don't want the neighbors to know that. Right. I mean, you know, like out of context, even worse. <laughs> <laughs> so ghost, and I played for you the opening of the season three episode one episode it's on hulu if you want to watch it of doogie hauser md oh my gosh y'all that's what i i thought that's where this came from <laughs> the pottery scene no i had no idea the pottery scene was not a doogie hauser thing no it is a shot for shot mostly of 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 ghost of the pottery scene of ghost i mean 
Unchained Melodies, doing the like the, the lines are exactly the same. The only difference is like a little bit of body positioning because these are teenagers. Yes. Um, would not be appropriate. And probably also Neil Patrick Harris is like, girls are kind of icky. I'd prefer not to do that. <laughs> um, it's like, we would like, like break back to reality. It's his mom asking him like, what's your wish for your birthday? And he's like, <laughs> and uh, like uh, that. <laughs> he's like, you know, if I share, it's not going to come true. And she's like, oh, Doogie, you and your, your, little, your little boy, boy wishes. And he's like, 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 like raise okay. an eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mom. Sure. So the getting beginning in, of Barney Stinson. <laughs> oh man, that have we Harold and Kumar go to White Castle? Their decision to include Neil Patrick Harris in that movie genius, that and it, also brought him back to life, it, it revitalized his career, and made that movie something worth three sequels. <laughs> yeah, he really was the the breakout of that. <laughs> So we've got the uh, the Pennsylvania Observer reporter, Washington, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Head main headline: Boris Yeltsin resigns. Oh. This is the end, the beginning of the end of the Soviet Union today. Oh wow, that's a big deal. Uh, the Dow Jones jumps to a record of twenty nine sixty nine eighty. I should know what it is now. I think it's like thirty two thousand. Yeah, 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 and it's down. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's definitely down. Thanks, Joe Biden. Sorry. Um, no. I keep on saying that. Like, I am not. <laughs> we are We are making fun of that, right? Like, that's... Right, right, right. Yeah, we don't have any, like, let's go Brandon shit. No, 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 no. We, we, are, we are reluctant Biden voters <laughs> because there's but nobody we, better. Because we are anti-Trump. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, it's proposed in Congress to do nutrition labels on food. Oh, interesting. So the, little, be- the white box? Yeah. The beginning of eating disorders for everyone. <laughs> like uh, Palestinians and Israelis are at it again. Again? I mean. Is that new? <laughs> no. I'm pretty sure that's been like going news. on for um, forever. Yeah. Um, Marion Barry is caught with crack. <laughs> and crack is whack, but everybody's doing it. Right. Under the under the radar. Um, I need to look more into this case. I had brief googling, but uh, seems horrifying. The head of uh, Stephanie Dubay is a 15 year old runaway found in a oh, no. refrigerator. Oh no! Yeah, uh, Jamie Rodriguez and Augustine Pena, 22 and 15, are eventually convicted of the murder. It is at the time. Which just throwing up red flags as me at the time is is reported as a satanic sacrifice. Oh no! So I'm just throwing up red flags left and right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, every indication seems like no, they did this. But it probably wasn't a satanic sacrifice. I, I, I it don't was just... think so. I, I think it's a mentally ill guy and his child cousin, mm. and yeah, but. That's sad. That's terrible. But yeah, yeah. I mean, Augustine Pena is up for parole, actually. Right now. Oh, wow. So, 90, 90 still, yeah, right in the thick of the satanic panic craze. Yeah, I mean, someone convicted for life at 15. That That's that's a tough one. That's a tough that's one. That's really tough. It's, that's a lot of things. Like, yes, that should be reexamined, but this, it, it seems like it's pretty horrific. That There's a good argument that 
they were right. I don't know. Um, you get a free poster if you go see Ghost in the theater. Ooh, what kind of poster? A poster, the, the, the movie poster of Ghost. It just says Ghost, believe. Eh, I don't want that on my wall, really. I. It doesn't even have like Swayze and Demi on it. It's just like no. a light. At this time, I just have like tear outs of Keanu Reeves and tear outs <laughs> of all the different people from like all the teen beats and such. Like I legit had like Keanu Reeves in whatever like flannel jacket, which is very honestly similar to what I'm wearing right now from from Speed when he's like going in and getting his coffee and his muffin prior to the, the first bus driver um, getting blown the shit up. Um, a photo of that, like, on my wall. Yes. The only photo of a girl I had on my wall was the cover of PC Gamer Magazine with Tia Carrera on it. Tia Carrera. (laughs) The only one I had. I just thought, like, you know, I mean, it's a picture of a girl, but it's also, the whole thing is, like, is beauty enough? Like, is it good enough to have good graphics, or do you have to have gameplay, too? (laughs) Right. So, like... That's exactly why I put it up on the wall. It has nothing to do with this girl. Exactly. Well, my mom wouldn't have let me put a girl on the wall. I don't know why. I don't think there was a problem. Like, because mom was just like, who do you like? Who do you like? Tell me all about it. Like, I didn't share any of that. My (laughs) sisters did not learn from me and my stoic personality when it came to dating. But that's on them. (laughs) (laughs) Video charts this week. Number one video in America. Back to the Future 2. Number one video? Like video rentals. Video rentals. Got it, got it. Yeah. Number two, Tango and Cash. Oh, no. Which may show up on this podcast at some point. Okay, fine. And number three, Steel Magnolias. Oh, Steel Magnolias. It is. My sister does probably the most inappropriate impression of Julia Roberts when she's in a diabetic situation. She's like, don't talk about me like I'm not here. It's so good and wrong. Oh, man. I love that movie. I, yeah, I've seen it as a play. I've seen it in a lot of different ways. It, it you know, you cry every single time. It it still plays. I mean, you got Dolly. You got uh, um, Julia Roberts. You got Olivia Dukakis. You've got Shirley MacLaine. You've got Daryl Hannah. And Tom Skerritt in that. Sally, yeah, Sally Fields, Tom Skerritt. You know, Whoever her husband is doesn't make a blip. No, um, no but no. everybody else is fan fucking tastic. And like, looking at things that were canceled, like Alf and Baywatch were canceled this week. Oh, really? In and Newhart is still on the sh- is still on the air. I watched. I watched every iteration of every show Bob Newhart ever had. Like, how is Newhart, Alf, and Baywatch? I mean, Baywatch would come back. You know, this was the it was canceled by Fox after one season. It would oh, be okay. picked up like, by like, another really? distributor and go on for like nine seasons. That's or something. what I thought. And Baywatch Nights, and it would go on for a decade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how is Baywatch and Alf in the same in world? the same world? I, I don't even. I mean, it make. I mean. There are shows for lots of different people. I That's guess. what's happening. Germans love David Hasselhoff. They do. That's about it for the Observer Reporter, I think. I I was some. That's the other fact of the podcast is Alf and Baywatch were on the same year. I <laughs> I cannot. I, I'm sorry. I just I can't get my head around that. It's weird. I remember watching Alf a little. We we didn't out watch Alf. Oh, we were huge Alf people at my we house. We didn't. As I mean, for me and my house, we will watch Alf. 
But he also wanted to eat kittens. Yeah, and yes, cats. he did. Yes. So that's a problem. I'm sorry. That's a huge, like, big, like. I don't big think giant. he ever did. But he wanted to. If he had the opportunity, he would have. But that was not why I didn't watch it. We just didn't watch it. I'm sure my mom had some sort of like weird puppet thing. It was like, ugh, I hate this. It's evil. <laughs> so we've actually already done a deep dive on the Playboy for November and December of this year. Surprise, surprise. I, I mean, know. We're, we're going to start crazy. having some big overlaps. I know. But what we didn't do was Playboy from December of 1995 when Interview with a Vampire happened. Okay. So we have not seen the sex stars of 95 yet. All right. 95, right when we were in high school and it was... We were interested in sex stars. Relatively relevant. This issue of Playboy... Has a huge, like, five-page spread on what the Founding Fathers said about the Second Amendment. Weird. Okay. And let's just be completely transparent here. Everybody who wrote the Constitution of the Second Amendment, they 100% wanted there to be guns everywhere. They did. There were, but- like, constitutions in states that, like, required males over 16 to own a gun in good working order. They did, but they were a different kind of gun. I, th- th- they were a real shitty gun. I'm just... I, you know me. I'm not a gun guy. But if you want to go back to, like, what was the original intent versus, like, no. Like, they wanted there to be guns everywhere. I mean, there's a lot of people who want to say, like, well... When we read this in the Bible, it doesn't immediately, it's not, probably some of the same people who say, like, it's not relevant or the, what the Bible teaches now are saying, like, oh, no, we want to absolutely keep the Second Amendment and keep all the fucking guns that have been invented between 1776 and now. <laughs> uh, a BBS owner arrested for hosting porn on his BBS. Okay, getting out there. So this is 95. There's already an internet. Yeah. There's like one dude with like 40-something thousand dollars worth of computers in his basement with a subscription to sign on to his BBS and like 10,000 subscribers of his website file a class action lawsuit against the Ohio whatever. Because and, and they're get, they don't have access uh, to porn? Uh, first, or? Well, first Amendment rights being violated. Uh, oh. There, he's... he's Clarified, they're adults. He has okay, just, their subscribers is not available to anything. He's distributing it only to adults who have paid for it. And yeah, I mean, I think stand- they end up winning everything. Yeah, standard porn, fine, whatever. Uh, in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, right down the road from us, nuclear power plant. Uh, a plane violates the Department of Energy airspace to drop a bunch of porn on a nuclear plant. Nice. <laughs> well. I want to think, yes, like, do it. It's revenge porn, though. Oh, It's all pictures of a girl that works there that he used to date. 1995 revenge porn? Yes. Damn. Like, like, getting a plane, just dumping porn out the... This is the beginning and end, the most extreme (laughs) revenge porn. I mean, like, yes, the internet has more widespread access, but renting a plane... Damn. That's, that's like some... I was I was I went on that same journey with you. Like we are not porn connoisseurs. No. We're not really even porn consumers. Not really, no. But like I was like, yes, like that's like 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 
like, sure, cool. I, I think I'm kind of a nuclear supporter, honestly. But when it comes, but right it's kind of like, funny that maybe there was some sort of protest. That this is fine. That's fine. That's cool. It's a, it's a good way to protest. Like just sure. throw porn everywhere. It good way hurt to protest anybody. something, right? But it's like, oh, it's revenge porn. Like I, uh. I, I went on that exact same journey that you did reading the article. <laughs> so close. I'm so telling close. you, reading the articles, like the the articles really are. It's a roller coaster. Uh, Bishop Jesus Varela issues the statement, condoms don't belong on the taste buds as they try to get flavored condoms banned in the Philippines. <laughs> it's a weird, I'm sure the translation is um, maybe a little different. Um, I don't know. I don't care. Like, cool, moving on. But there were, the ones that were being marketed were chocolate and mint. I mean, I know you're not a fan of any sort of flavors of any sort of oil or anything but like chocolate mint do not seem exactly like what i would go with like one and two no i would think that fruit flavors are probably a better way to go i mean we did have like a free sample of a uh salted caramel lubricant that just sat on <laughs> for like years <laughs> it's, it sounds right. terrible i'm sorry like no we have the reverend joseph chambers and then there's this asshole. Like, we t- <laughs> talked about a bunch of weirdos here. Okay. Um, he's promoting that Bert and Ernie are poster children for depravity. Depravity? Depravity. Poster children for depravity. His word's not mine. Okay. Barney the dinosaur is a tool of Satan and homosexuals. I don't know about homosexuals, but I was forced to watch it as a teenager when my sisters were younger. And a tool of Satan, I could agree. But, but because he teaches transcendental thought, mystical ideas, radical ecology, and evolution. All I really remember is like, let's sing a song. In an old big tree, <laughs> Mary married something is a is he, laugh, kookaburra, laugh, kookaburra. <laughs> like, I mean, that's what I remember. A radical ecology. I would not have thought radical ecology was like an enemy of God. but I wouldn't have thought so either, but I but don't even know what he's talking about. The reason about. I'm including all this in 1995 is because this is, this is how we grew up. It really is. The people that, we, that taught us growing up taught us this stuff. They kind of did. There was a lot of extremists, a lot of fear. A, that's where a lot of all of this, the basis of all of that's this That's where comes we're coming from. from watching these right. movies. Right, right, right. Yes. It's like, this is this is how we grew up. This is what we were taught. The Lion King. The newest idolatry and witchcraft. I feel like there's no witchcraft, except for maybe if they think that that's how the animals were talking. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, is the monkey, like, drawing stuff? Is he making it happen? I don't know. I, I don't know, but... I just kind of thought, like, that's some Animal Kingdom shit. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they do all that. It's none of my business. And, like, Timon and Pumbaa, he can kind of get by the way they live their life, except he couldn't say the extent of their relationship. They're just eating bugs, y'all. I mean, who fucking cares? They're animals. <laughs> animals. There's an ad in this issue of Playboy. A cross-promotion for Seagram's and 7-Up. Like a seven and seven. Seven and seven. Ninety five. Ninety five. Is yes. that where that starts? I would have thought it was a lot older. I would have thought it was like the seventies. Yes, I, no I would have thought seven and seven was very seventies. Like yeah, there was like one hundred percent a logo of Seven Up and a logo of Seagrams. They are cross promoting. Because ninety five would have thought Seven Up. Well, I guess Seven Up is graphic. Is this like make Seven Up yours kind of time? Kind of is, I think. Yeah. 
I mean, they lost their big distribution. I think they didn't like Sprite and see didn't Sierra Mist. Like Pepsi bought Sierra Mist and dumped Seven Up. I don't know, but I like Seven Up. I think I like Seven Up better. Cherry Seven Up, like hey yo. Yeah, cool. I mean, we never had Sprite in our house. If we had anything like that, it was Seven Up. We have an interview with George Foreman, <laughs> which. He could be problematic. I don't know. I feel like the George Foreman girl was popping up right around this time. I feel like I was just listening to a podcast that had a movie right around this time, and they were given that fact. I I want. I'd be curious to look into. Maybe I'll go deeper on. I remember Hulk Hogan saying that he had the opportunity to do the George Foreman grill. Is it going to be the Hulk Hogan grill? But he passed. It wouldn't have. It would not have resonated uh, the same way. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know if I believe that. I think he might just be making shit up. Like he, he had probably like is the Hulk Hogan tornado twister blender. Right. That that could, that could, most of the stuff he says is a most lie. Most things don't sell when you say brother. Yes, yes. We have sex stars of '95. We have Pamela Anderson, of course. I mean, I, I feel like they they throw in their playmates a little higher than they real. The, the playmates punch a little higher on this list than. Well, I mean, you she gotta, was crossing over. You got to celebrate your own. Yeah, Cindy Crawford and Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt interview with the vampire. Very yes, Cindy Crawford hot. Dennis Rodman. Damn, Dennis Rodman looking pretty good. He looks good. Elizabeth yeah. Hurley, Natasha Henstridge, Drew Barrymore. We got some Pierce Brosnan, Antonio Banderas sporting a bulge. That is a lot happening. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to need to look at this page because I'm trying to figure out who is who, but... Gotcha. I got Sophie Marceau. I guess, I guess would this have been Braveheart about now? How did Braveheart so. not show up on any of those lists for biggest oh, I don't know. Movie? That's true. Let's see here. Anybody else worth mentioning? We've got uh, Elle McPherson. Nancy Sinatra. Nancy Sinatra in 95 is on this... I think she was of, in Playboy in '95. Is so. one of the people on this, like, because I'm I'm seeing a spread, but like from a distance, and so I can't tell who's who. But everyone's boobs are out, and I, I think, think one of them is Hugh Hefner's daughter. Uh, I mean, that's one thing, but like also Nancy Sinatra in 1995. Like, if she's any of these boobs, good on her. <laughs> she's that one right there. Which one? Okay, I think she was great. Yeah, yeah. We've got Paula Barbieri, Cato Kalin, and Tracy Adele. Is that Na- the OJ Anna- girls? Is that Anna Nicole? On we got the side? Anna Nicole Smith. Yeah. Yes, we got Hugh Grant and Courtney Love looking pretty. Damn, fabulous. Hugh Grant, what the fuck? <laughs> and this fur lion jacket. I mean, there's like so many boobs in this. We can't post any of this, but if you guys get a chance, go check it out. There's I, so many. I mean, everyone looks great. And yeah, that's the uh, sex stars of 1995. Right in line, yeah. Let's see what else we have here. We have Ray Bradbury still writing short fiction for men's mags in 95. I would have thought that was the 70s. Yeah, the I didn't latest. think of anybody was been submitting that way. We have your fellow alum, Betty Page. Mm-hmm. Did you know? I'm going to maybe throw something at you here. Let me see if I can find it. Did you ever read The Rocketeer? Read The Rocketeer? No. She was, there was no Jenny in The Rocketeer. It was Betty. Like oh, he was shit. the rocket. She was the Rocketeer's girlfriend. Oh wow! I can see Jenny being modeled after Betty Page, though. I mean, Jenny is much more subdued. She's more chaste, uh, yes, than Betty Page is. But, but yeah, so their original girlfriend of the Rocketeer is Betty Page. Interesting. I mean, she did. Did we do the math? Like she wasn't there the same years as your grandparents at your high school. I think we did. Like, yeah, like she, she was, missed it by like a year or two. It was later. Yeah. 
playmate of the month, Samantha Torres. She's still alive. All right, good. <laughs> We're starting in a good place. Former Miss Spain. Oh, cool. Um, she's the mother of Christopher Dean Kane. Oh. Okay. Dean Kane. So, yeah, she and Dean Kane had a uh, dalliance for a bunch of years. And apparently a lot of messy custody battles that proceeded for like 15 years. Oh, so, that's a bummer. Yeah, I don't want to. Uh, she dated Enrique Iglesias. She's semi-retired in Ibiza and has uh, two later kids with some rich dude and seems to be doing good. Mazel tov. She's got an Instagram. Uh, post lots of sparkly pictures and lots of filters. <laughs> you know, that's fine. Do it. We have Daryl F. Gates saying that uh, feds are ruining policing after Oklahoma City. That has not aged well. Nope. <laughs> I remember Daryl F. Gates. He was just like the guy that did the Police Quest video games. I didn't realize he was like the enemy of society. I don't know. But anyone who, no, Oklahoma City, 90s, moving on. Right. We, well, he was L.A., I think, was the, but we have... The Bond fashion, the, the GoldenEye-inspired fashion. I guess GoldenEye is coming back. Fun. And then we have the babe of the year, Courtney Cox, with the least flattering. Oh, my gosh. This character is like the worst dude on the boardwalk. They said that she is the most adorable female star since Mary Tyler Moore. We got to post this. And then this is the caricature that they're going to put on there. Oh, y'all do better because she's a beautiful woman. This is terrible. <laughs> it's terrifying. It looks like some weird gnome. <laughs> we have how to build a sex apartment. Like how to have uh, an, a, as a single man, how to have an apartment that you can uh, bring women to. Like, it's kind of how to build a sex room. But... Like, like the apartment. Right. Have a pictorial of Farrah Fawcett. She is forty-eight. She's forty, only forty-eight ninety-five. I feel like sorry. <laughs> I feel like she's much older at this point, but I don't know. She's more machine now than man. She looks great. She's beautiful, and she died of anal cancer. Can we like? Can we just say colorectal cancer? Can we just give her that? It seems fair, but I mean. We've known the we've known people who've been in that situation too. Right? Did you know that this the, that interview with Dominic Dunn? Did you know that he became kind of a true crime reporter? I kind of after the fact after his daughter died. Yeah, I think I did. Yes. I had no idea. Yeah, he was like one of the main sources in the Menendez case. I think I did. And one know of the that, main yes. sources, and like right now he's like doing OJ. Yeah, I I feel like he did went that way. So did like Walsh. Okay. You know, after his son was. Oh yeah, I know. Dead. I know Walsh did. Yeah. Yeah. But I had no idea that. John. Wal- yeah, John I, Walsh after. I've, yeah, after what was his son's name? I just totally blanked out. Uh, I want to say Brian, but I could be completely wrong. But I also I'm like confabulating with like Johnny Gosh mm-hmm. because I remember my mom talking about Johnny Gosh, and Brendan Walsh. Brendan, Brendan Walsh, maybe I don't know. I remember. I mean, isn't there like. There's security camera footage at that mall and. Not of him being abducted. No, 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 no. no. But like of the day that he was abducted 
and what's his nuts is there. Dahmer's there. Dahmer's there at the mall that day. He, he is. is he, he didn't have anything to do with the. Isn't that wild? It's just, wild, but yeah, that's not his demographic in no. any kind of way. And in fact, like he was probably abducted outside of the mall mm-hmm. because he was kicked out of the mall for he was hanging out. Like he was just standing. He was standing in front of like one of those video game consoles, like in a department store, watching older kids play, and the older kids started fighting, and so some security guard not like kick them all out and he was much younger and like it's just wild you're like the most famous missing person since the Lindbergh baby and the most famous serial killer of modern day in the same building and it's, have nothing it's to crazy. do with each other it had nothing to do with each other and also like even some of the crazy facts of the case like this is a whole different set of situations but the security guard was a young woman who had had an abortion the day before but had not been allowed to call out mm-hmm. and like she's in a weird place all these things are happening she has no probably patience or whatever and and just like get out everybody's fighting get out and he's like six years old and these are like probably 12 and 13 year olds that are fighting and he looks like he's with them and she just kicks them all out like everybody's in a fucking bad place it's like no good of a day for anybody all right we're gonna try to bring it back just a little bit circle back coolio yeah, his album is just about to drop he's just had a huge single awesome he's played may he's headlined the second stage at Lollapalooza this year and they're like, this guy might be about to be a thing. You should probably know him. Absolutely. And he's getting ready to watch um, Weird Al Yankovic perform Amish Paradise in an award show and getting some ideas. If you guys have not watched So pour Weird, one out for Coolio and go watch Weird. We yeah. were at an Airbnb that had a Roku. And I think it's a Roku show. It's so a, I don't know how you watch it I don't if you know. don't have a Roku. But figure it out. There's the internet. You can figure it out. Yeah. And watch weird. It was wild. <laughs> it was not what I expected at all. It was amazing. I was expecting Walk the Line. Yes. Maybe funnier. Yeah, like having some like weird. But it was, it just went <laughs> so hard in so many places. It was amazing. It's the spiritual sequel to UHF. Yes, yes. Which one of my favorite movies of all time. Speaking of BBSs, if you were in the BBS community in the southeastern United States in the early 90s and you downloaded the script to UHF, I helped write that. (laughs) Sorry, Weird Al, if that's a copyright infringement or something. Hey, statute of limit. Al, if if we're talking about copyright infringements, like, you got no no leg to stand on, bro. Right. There's some weirdness there, but you're welcome, Internet. You're welcome. All right, let's... What else you got, lover? I think that's it. Are we ready to bring it home? I mean... Hit some socials. Have we decided what movie we're doing next? Um, we decided we're going to do a Christmas movie. We did, but we also were thinking about maybe we would go with trains, planes, and automobiles. Okay, okay. Because it's a kind of considered internet-wise as a Thanksgiving movie. There's not that many of those. Um, so, yeah. Like, we'll do a little interim, and then we'll get We were going to get a calendar out and count the number of weeks we had and try to figure out exactly what we were doing, and we didn't do that. We didn't do it. So, yeah. we'll just do planes, trains, and automobiles. There might be a trading spaces coming up. Maybe. I don't know how many weeks there are. Maybe uh, Love Actually. We'll, we'll see what happens. I don't know. It's crazy, y'all. Um, so, yeah. Hit us up, Forbidden Cinema, um, on Instagram, Forbidden Cinema Podcast at Gmail. Um, take a look out on the socials. Of course, obviously, um, 
apologies. I'm terrible at being updated on this, but I will get updated. And I am planning on a little bit of a holiday gift guide. So Ooh. be looking for that and which you can share with your movie file loved ones and uh, some of maybe your niche uh, niche art loved ones as well. And uh, we will talk to you next week, guys. All right. See you guys. Bye. Bye.